feel like a dead body. It's really the best way to encapsulate how I feel right now. I feel like a dead body that's somehow able to walk and breathe and talk and eat. That's what I feel like. I feel like a dead body. I feel like I just got shot in the face with a 12 gauge of disappointment and I'm dead now. And I'm like, I don't know, back here to write some kind of novel about my life and how fucking tragic the end of it was. I feel like a dead body. Um, I was going to come on here and talk about, well, I guess I still may. I don't know. I'm like, my brain is just fucking, there's a pity party going on in my body right now. I just bet the Browns plus three Monday night football just ended. I had the Browns plus three. I don't even know if I can talk about the lions. My plan, you know, the drill weekend lions play state plays. Both of those still happen this weekend. They're available. Like I can and will talk about them. The plan was I'm going to come on here tonight and talk about the Lions game, talk about the Browns game. I literally don't know if I can do it right now. I just got my goddamn heart ripped out of my chest, stomped on, fucking an acid, a vat of acid poured on top of it. They threw it, gave it to the pigs to slop around in, and then shot again and lit on fire and then stomped out some more. I'm a dead body, people. There's no other way, like... There's no other way to put it. Frankenstein, he was probably very similar to me, just mood-wise, how I feel, headspace-wise. That fucking Cleveland Browns game, I cannot believe what I just witnessed. I can't believe that I just witnessed that Cleveland Browns game, not to mention. So I had Browns. I had Browns plus three. They had a safety on the last play of the game, a lateral play. It was a push. It would have pushed. No harm, no foul. They had a safety on the last play of the game to go to five. Ravens won by five on the last play of the game. Meaningless safety. I lose my bet. Not to mention, that was hard enough. The f- If you haven't seen the play, the play, they throw the football around for like five minutes. The play is totally obscene. Not to mention, in my one league, I have three fantasy football leagues this year. Two of them, my team stinks. One of them, my team's incredible. It's absolutely unbelievable. In that in that league, the, my good league, I'm in the playoffs. I was up. I went into that game tonight up like four points, I think, four and a half points, and my opponent only had Justin Tucker left. That last drive of the game, I was up by .5. points I was winning by. The Ravens march it down the field because the goddamn Cleveland Browns defense can't stop anybody. They're useless. Miles Garrett. One time, Miles Garrett. Make a play, buddy. One time. Everybody talks about how big your arms are and how much weights you can lift. One time. Make a play. How about that? One time. Instead of bashing people with helmets, how about you make a tackle in a meaningful game one time for me? How's that, Miles Garrett? Instead of lifting all those weights, oh, he's the Cleveland Browns man of the year. Make a play. How's that for man of the year? Make a goddamn play. The defense, what were they doing? You guys know that Lamar Jackson, all he does is run, right? So maybe fucking call a defense like you're prepared to stop a run? Jesus Christ. It was mind-boggling. It was simple. Like it didn't even – the Ravens were just walking it down the field. Like, guys, if they get a field goal, you're going to lose the game. Let's – 
you can't just let him dink and duck down the field. You got to get a stop. You know Justin Tucker is one of the best in the world. He's going to hit it from 50 yards. Like, you have to get a stop. You have to play defense aggressively. What the hell was that from the Cleveland Browns? What the hell? Justin Tucker. (sighs) Justin Tucker hits the kick. I lose my game. Okay. I lose my fantasy game. Playoff hopes. Done. See ya. I'm out of the playoffs. Go home. After I thought I just pulled the miracle out of nowhere, out of my ass. Justin Tucker has an extra point blocked earlier in the game that would have lost me the game. I was thinking it's meant to be. It's fate. It's destiny. And the Browns were looking good. I was like, I'm going to win my bet and move on to the playoffs in this Justin Tucker, like probably his worst game of the season. What a world. What a world this is. Nope. Justin Tucker hits the kick. So I lose my fantasy game. Okay. Which I can live with. I can. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to win. That's why I play fantasy. I'd like to win. I'd like to make money from that. I can live with losing the fantasy game. I can. But then with two seconds left, we got to run a, we have to run a lateral play that ends in a safety and I lose my money on the bet, dude. Oh my God. In a matter of, I don't even know. In a matter of maybe 10 seconds. No, not 10 seconds. In a matter of like five minutes, I went from, oh my God, I'm going to win the playoff game and the Browns are going to cover to, I can't believe anything in my life. Like I'm a fucking failure. What have I been doing this? And my life has led up to this moment. This is the thing that just happened in my life. This is it. This is the moment that just happened in my life. I straight up, I straight up feel, I I literally, Browns plus three. We had it. I was at least going to cover. I feel like someone, I feel like a movie is being made about me, like the Truman Show, except the movie is like, hey kids, this is what happens. This is what it's like to be a shitty person. This is the kind of stuff that happens to you. I feel like I'm in a movie about like the devil and like angels and I'm like being cursed by the devil or something. That's how I feel like. I feel like the Truman show, except it's bad, except nobody likes Truman, except, oh, let's show them everyone how bad Truman's life is, how everything goes against Truman's ways. I feel like Truman's evil twin brother, except I'm not evil. I just fucking can't do anything. Browns plus three. You're telling me that they just, you're telling me we didn't cover. We didn't even push Browns plus three. No doubt. No doubt. That's the worst beat I've ever been a part of. I can't even think of one that comes close to what I just witnessed. Oh my God. There's so many things. That fucker, Cody Parkey. That fucking loser, Cody Parkey. At the end, too, 41 42. Cody, how about the one time? How about you one time? The one time in your godforsaken life, someone needs you to miss a kick. The one time anybody in the world would be happy with you missing a kick. Miss that extra point. The Ravens run it three times, either punt it or season it like game over. The one time I need you to miss an extra point, you can't miss it. 
And earlier in the game, he missed an extra point and a field goal. Hey, Cody, you asshole, guess what? If you hit that extra point and the field goal, I win my bet. And I win my fantasy game because then they're down four. They need to go the field, the length of the field and score a touchdown. They can't let Tucker boot one. They need to score a touchdown. But at least I win my bet. If you just make the extra point, Tucker hits that field goal, I lose my fantasy game, but at least we win the bet, Cody Parkey. Oh, my God, dude. I cannot believe that just happened. So, like I said, the plans to talk about the Lions. The Lions played this weekend. The Lions lost this weekend. I mean, what the fuck else is new? It lost to the Packers. I'm I can't stop thinking about that game, to be totally honest with you. It was so back and forth too. Lamar Jackson too wasn't in the game. Trace McSorley was gonna blow it for them. Marquise Brown, that massive drop on third down. McSorley was gonna blow it. And then in the eleventh hour, Lamar comes back in the first place. The fourth down. One time. Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, somebody on the Cleveland defense. One time, one time make a play. Fourth and five, he comes in from shitting his brains out. I don't know if Lamar was eating Taco Bell all day the night before at Chipotle for lunch. I don't know what his deal was. He comes from the porcelain throne and just chucks a 30-yard bomb. The first pass Hollywood Brown catches all night, and boom. Right there. If they didn't get that, it's game. It's game because the Browns are going to go kick a field goal or score a touchdown. (sighs) Or no, it was game because the Browns were winning. Oh, man. Anyways, the Lions lost. Um, It's tough. I can't. I, I, I just witnessed a fucking murder. My own slaughter just is what I just watched. It's like the ghost of Christmas past. What's the name of that nightmare or uh, the Scrooge movies? What's the name of that? The Christmas story. It's like I'm watching the Christmas story. It's the ghost of girlfriends past or ghost of Christmas past. What's ghost of girlfriends past. That's a movie. It's ghost of Christmas past. And I just watched my soul leave my body in the form of an AFC North football game. That's how I feel. I just watched my soul leave my body in the form of a Justin Tucker, 55 yard field goal followed by the dumbest safety probably recorded in human history. Just fall on the ball, like even on that play. How did nobody fall on that football? How did nobody fall on that ball? How did it not get kicked out of bounds before that? How did nobody like – how were they only going backwards? Like nobody said, hey, we need to score a touchdown, so let's stop just going back. Like maybe I'll try to run it forwards for a little bit. Oh, man. And then I have to turn on the TV – or not turn it on, but then the programming changes and I get Scott Van Pelt, who's just laughing at me like an asshole. Scott, a little bit of sympathy wouldn't kill anybody, would it? I mean, coronavirus, all these things going on, all this stuff happening in the world, can't have a little sympathy. Can't say, can't open your show with, I'm sorry to anyone who bet Browns plus three. You got to open it laughing about how ridiculous that beat was. Come on, Scott. What kind of world is this? People are more divided than ever. There's the election. There's coronavirus. 
people are unemployed. I'm unemployed, Scott. And I got to end my Monday night football game and you're just laughing in my face at my demise. You're going to my funeral and you're you're wearing a clown suit and you're laughing, Scott. Where's the love, man? Where is the love? The love. Where is the love? The love. Where's the love, Scott? You're a betting man. You know how it feels. I I just witnessed my own murder, Scott. I can't even believe that it happened. I still, my brain is still functioning, functioning that I just witnessed the safety to blow the cover, not even the cover to blow the push. And I have to, and then you come in and you're cracking up, Scott. I know what you're laughing about. No, your producer didn't just tell you a funny joke. There's nothing funny on at midnight on cable network television. I know what you're laughing about, Scott. There's people, we have feelings. You know that, right? Like I wake up every morning, I put my pants on, same as you, one leg at a time. I wake up, I have feelings. I have I, my moods change. Sometimes I'm happy and in a good mood. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I'm Google mapping bridges. Sometimes that's where I'm at. Sometimes, like right now, my Google history is bridges nearest me, Scott. And the first thing ESPN shoves in my face after attending my own funeral is you laughing at me. I thought we were like, I don't know. I know the NFL has initiatives. I assume ESPN. I thought we were against bullying. Whatever happened to that? We It's just cool to bully now? It's just cool to make fun of people? I witnessed a fucking murder, Scott Van Pelt. My own murder. People, you can't even like... Try to imagine that. That might be the movie I'm in. I said I was in the Truman Show. I'm in a movie where I'm forced to watch myself die. And then people watch people laugh at me. Like, it's one thing to die. You hear those stories where it's like, oh, they died and they were such an asshole. Nobody was at their funeral. Nobody cared. That's one thing. That's bad. That's tough. Those stories, those stories don't make you feel good. Like, oh, man, that's kind of sad. This guy died. He had nobody. He lived an 80-year life, 90-year life. He had nobody at his funeral. Oh man, that's that's really too bad. That's one thing. It's it's another thing. Oh man, this guy died, and and people are just having a blast at his funeral. And it's not a New Orleans funeral where it's like a celebration of life. These guys are just laughing at their demise. They're laughing at this person withering away into nothing, into the dirt, into bones and and dirt and and cockroaches, and they're laughing. They're getting joy out of the expense of this person, of me, losing a piece of myself today. And then I got to come on here and and fucking lay my heart out to the world. I'm supposed to talk about the Lions. The people are here to listen to me talk about the Lions losing. Not only am I in a bad enough mood, it's it it's a damn good thing for not only people that want to ever hear another podcast for people who know me, if you want to ever see my face, it's a damn good thing. The lions were already out of it before Sunday. If they lost a meaningful game this Sunday, and then that just happened and I had to come on here and talk about the lions. I really don't know where I'd be. I don't know if this would be getting made. I don't know if this would ever hit the airwaves to be totally honest. I would be in a dark place. I'm in a dark place, like a dark fucking place. And the lions game didn't mean shit. And that still that game was still like a little bit of a heartbreaker. The onside kick at the end, 
the Marvin Jones, of course, Goodell calls in. Hey, we well, Green Bay can't lose to the Lions. We got to change that. Marvin Jones, and then, of course, naturally, Stafford gets hurt the next play. Like, poor me. Poor little old Nick Bradley. Can't have anything nice. God forbid. God forbid either the Lions win or I win a bet that seems to be a lock with, like, 10 seconds left in the game. God forbid one of those happens. Break, back, Lions after. I don't know. I'm already at 16 minutes. I don't know how much I can talk about the Lions. I really don't. I don't know what's there to say anymore. The season's over. Quick break. We'll be right back. Like I said, I don't know how much I'll do on the Lions today. This might be a shorter episode. Uh, There's not really a ton to say. Um... I'll be honest. I was, <laughs> even though I declared the lines that I've declared the lines that a few times now, but I had declared the lines dead. the lions were dead men, similar to me. They were dead men walking going into this week. Honestly, I was still kind of in no, like a little bit, like 5% of me was like, I mean, if we beat green Bay, then we beat Tennessee. The bucks aren't the best. And then we beat Minnesota. Like, we're nine and seven. The Cardinal, I mean, we're only a game back on the Cardinals and they don't look to be doing too hot. Like I talked myself into it. It's fucking Sunday. What do you mean? Of course I talked myself into it. It's Sunday. We only get to watch the Lions play 16 times a year. I'm just happy there's football at all with Corona and everything. We're wearing the all blues. We look sharp. Team looks fucking great. Our jerseys, man. I tweeted this during the game. Detroit is such a good sport or, uh, Great sports city, but such a great Jersey city. All of our teams, the Red Wings, best logo in sports. Those sweaters are iconic. The red and white, such a clean color combo. Tigers, another one of the best logos in sports. Iconic. It's just, it's synonymous with Detroit, the old English D. Clean, don't try too hard, but they're nice. They look good. Pistons are my least favorite of the bunch, but they're still pretty clean. I mean, the blue, red, and white, it's sharp. It's crisp. Another example of not really trying too hard and they come off pretty nice. And then the Lions. I love the Lions jerseys. The blue, the deep blue, like that color of blue is just mwah. And then we have the color rushes, the gray, white. Oh, man. Anyways, of course I talked myself back into it. We're looking good. Matt Stafford's still our quarterback. It's Packers week, too. Like, if you're not going to get up for Packers week, you can go fuck yourself if you ask me. So, of course I'm into it. Of course I talked myself into it. Of course, the Cardinals have sucked. Of course, I'm sitting there like, oh, shit, if we do this and they do that, all of a sudden, we're still in the playoff race. I mean, the joke I was kind of making, I was watching with a few friends, the joke I was making was <laughs> the Daryl Bevel Lions are undefeated, which is a fact, or was a fact at the time. Anytime the Packers anytime the Packers would do something, I mean, that's another thing. So we get the ball, we start the game, we just drive it down their throats. TJ Hawkinson touchdown, who, by the way, I've said it a bunch. I say, I'll say i keep saying it. People tried to tell me TJ Hawkinson was a bust after last year. Yeah, look at him now. He's the best tight end in the NFC. He's going to be a pro bowler. People tried to tell me he was a bust after last year. Really? Really? He's the best tight end in the NFC. And he tried. people were saying, oh, he stinks. Oh, he had a few drops. He stinks. Okay. All right. Where are those people now? I don't hear those same people being so loud. But anyway. Drive it goes about as well as it could have. We shove it down their throats. Matt Stafford fucking shoves his hand up Green Bay's ass and puppets them, playing them like a ventriloquist. That's a word for you. So I'm thinking, all right, shit. 
again, I'm at this point, I'm like nine and seven. We're in the playoffs. Let's see what happens here. Like, I'm not going to root for us to lose. Let's see what happens here. Encouraging start. Dominated them at the line. Stafford looks sharp. Great start. And then, of course, their first player, like their second play, Devontae Adams just rips like a 70-yard touchdown. And it's like, oh, okay. This is – oh, yeah, this is why this team's super fucking bad. It's because the defense doesn't stop anybody. I almost forgot for a second why this team's a complete joke and a dumpster fire and we had to get rid of that fat clown they call Patricia. I almost forgot why that was. It wasn't the offense. It wasn't the offense that took the opening drive six minutes and shoved it 80 yards down their field. No, it's because the defense literally couldn't stop a college team. That's mm, – shucks. That's why. That's right. So quick um, – it was a quick sobering experience, quick sobering experience. Also, because I happened to be extremely hungover. So boom, a little double sober, which on that behalf, I guess it was kind of nice. But I mean, the whole game, it's like, you knew, you knew from the, from that first Devante play, it was like, okay. I mean, you know, we can look good. We can have a, some hope we can, we can feel like, Oh, maybe you never know. But after that first Devante play, I was like, Oh, all right. There's just no chance we're going to win this game. And it's like, Oh, also if they hadn't reminded us enough times, the defense apparently, and the people responsible for the defense, AKA Corey Umlin and anybody else, they clearly have no idea how bad it is and still have done nothing to try to improve it. So even if we do somehow beat Green Bay, we still have to win three more games, and that's probably not going to happen because anybody who's related at all to the defense in this organization is grossly incompetent. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, now I remember. Now I remember why I said this team was dead in like week eight because this defense couldn't stop fucking anybody. That's why. That's why. Oh, right, because Mitch Trubisky just roasted us again. That's why. I declared the season over multiple times, even though I'm sitting here like we win. You never know. That's why. So right from the jump, it was like fools. It was a fool's gold. Like this game, you know, we never really had a chance. I mean, that's what sucks now though, is like now I come on here and it's like, I'm going to talk about the lines, but what is there to say? Really? I mean, what is there to really say? There's nothing, whatever we lost again, the season's over. The only, the only really new storylines and interesting things that came out of this, of course, Matt Stafford got hurt off of, off the referees getting a call from their big buddy, their buddy Roger Goodell, who had to bail out the Green Bay Packers saying that Marvin Jones' catch wasn't a catch, even though it for sure was. <laughs> like you can just look at the screenshot and his feet are on the ground and the ball's in his hand. So why is it not a catch then, NFL? I'd like somebody to explain that to me. I mean, surprise, surprise, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers. What's a Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers game without a couple extremely controversial calls that all happen to go the Packers way? What is one of those games? Like, I'm not saying the refs won it because they called they called penalties on the Packers too. But what is a game with a Packers-Lions game without at least one controversial call that always goes the Packers way? Like, not an obvious – like, I'm not going to get mad – Listen, when the Lions blatantly commit a PI or blatantly commit a holder or whatever, I'm not mad at the refs. Yeah, call it. It's a penalty. And they do it to the Packers too. The Packers, you tackle our wide receiver, they call a PI. Yeah, thank you. You should. 
But why is it that every single time we play this fucking team, there's a controversial play that always goes the Packers way? Always. And then you look back and you're like, wait a second, that makes no sense that it went their way. You, I can pull it up on Twitter right now, a screenshot of both of Marvin Jones's feet touching the ground and the ball in his hands. And you look at it and you're like, so why did they call this incomplete? Why did they do that? Oh, because they're the Green Bay Packers? Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay, great. That makes sense then. At least there's an explanation. A reasonable one at that. A very reasonable one. It's because Roger Goodell, his buddy Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, oh, he can't let them down. It's the Packers. Come on. Hey, the Lions season's over too. They're not going to win anything. So, you know, who's going to notice if we, we call an extremely crucial big play that ends up actually leading to our quarterback getting injured? What, who cares if we, you know, we start that chain of events? Who cares? It's the Lions. Their season's over. Ech. Come on. We got to help out our Packers. I'll call... I'll just call this one quick one in say, you know what? Overturn it. It was incomplete. Matt Stafford gets hurt on the next play. Well, you know, it's a business. That's the cost. It's a business. Why does that always seem to fucking happen? Always controversial plays that always go the Packers way. It's, it's maddening. And again, I'm not saying that's the reason we lost this game. The reason we lost this game is because the defense, once again, can't stop anybody. But I will say that's the reason Matt Stafford is injured. That's the reason Matt Stafford's back or ribs or whatever it is feels like he got hit with a sledgehammer today. That's why that's happening. That's why that's why Matt Stafford like may get an, a surgery this offseason. That's why. Because Roger Goodell needs to help out his buddies in Green Bay. We didn't lose the game because of that, but Matt Stafford's midsection is ripped apart because of that. So that's all I'm saying. And again, we're not going to, even if we somehow did win this game, it's not like we're going to make the playoffs and make this run and win the Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying any of that. None of that's ever going to happen, even if we did win this game. But man, is it fucking annoying to have that same shit constantly happen to us against the same team in the same manner, always with these extremely controversial cause calls that end up maybe not necessarily in this situation costing a game, but in the past certainly costing us games. In this situation, certainly costing us the potential to win the game, making our chances worse without a doubt. Without a doubt, making our chances worse. And then, in previous cases, Trey Flowers, the two phantom uh, hands of the face, the Hail Mary phantom face mask, Certainly costing us the game in those situations. Certainly unequivocally, 100%, without a doubt, costing us football games in those situations. So when it happens over and over and over and over again to the same team, that shit, yeah, it's it's kind of fucking annoying. I'm not going to lie. It's annoying. I'm not a blame the refs guy. I'm not a we lose because of the refs guy. I'm a Jesus Christ, can we like one time get the call right? I can pull up a picture on my phone right now that shows that he has the ball inbounds with his feet down. So why is it being called incomplete on the field when I can pull it up off the internet now? It's it's infuriating how they like like are they are they blind? Do they just not have the ability? Like does the NFL office, the guys that are making the decisions on those calls, like do they not have the ability to slow it down to frame by frame and hit pause? Do they not have abil- that ability but people on Twitter do? Like I don't get it. Or do they just hate the fucking lines? and want to push the Green Bay brand. Because that makes sense. Just fucking admit it, though, so I can stop getting worked up and sad and pissed about it. It's so annoying. 
But that's really the story, I think, is Matt Stafford being injured. I mean, what do you want to say about the game? The offense looked pretty good. It had its spots. It started off hot, ended pretty hot. Middle part was uh, it's been better without a doubt. I mean, what do you want to say, though? Like, I wish I could come on here and be like, oh, if we just improve this, we'll look good. Like, hey, it was a good game. Packers are a good team. We're still firmly in the hunt. That Like, I wish I could come on here and talk about it like that. I wish I could say, hey, listen, we shore up the pass rush. We're in this thing. We'll bounce back. It doesn't even matter, though. Like, it doesn't matter. The season's over. Me doing this, it's just I just need to fucking address the lines because that's what this platform is built on. But what is there to say? There's nothing. It's over. I mean, just get us to next season. Now, like I've said, I don't care if they win. I don't care if they lose. It's better for us if we lose. We'll have a little bit better of a draft pick. But, you know, I don't really care either way. I don't care either way. It's over. The story of this one is Matt Stafford being injured. Um, I addressed, I've talked about why it happened because of the fucking refs not being able to do their job. And then he got cracked in the midsection. Looked like his ribs were what he was. I couldn't tell though. Like, cause he's had that hand issue. I couldn't tell if it was his hand or his ribs or his back. Like, I don't know. It was weird. I couldn't really tell what was bothering him. He went into the locker room, Chase Daniel played a drive and then he came back and it was like, so is he good? Is he not good? Apparently today his, um, his x-rays came back negative for broken ribs, so I guess that's good. It would appear that it's the ribs then if that's what they're examining. But that may have been the last time we see Matt Stafford play a game at Ford Field. I mean, if you're Matt Stafford right now, like, do you want to keep playing? I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Why? Why would I play? Season's over. I'm the only one that seems to fucking try to do my job here. Like, it's me, Hawk, DeAndre Swift, and Taylor Decker. Marvin Jones, I guess. Everyone else is either injured or doesn't seem to care about performing. So, why would I play? Why would I? If I'm Matt Stafford, I'm, what is he, 33? If I'm 33, I just hurt myself quite bad. Um, And for multiple times, multiple times I've given my blood and guts to this organization. I've put my body on the line to try to win games and be successful. Nobody seems to want to return the favor. If I'm Matt Stafford, why would I force myself to play through it? Fuck no. What? I mean, he's got the contract. Why would I play through it? I, why? I wouldn't do it. You got the contract. You got the money. You got the house. Dude, fucking, you're straight, buddy. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But that play that he did get hurt on where it's third and short and he knows he's about to get popped and he just puts his shoulder down and gets the first down. That's why I love Matt Stafford. That's why the people that say, oh man, Stafford's been the problem. Those fucking idiots. I still can't believe every week that goes by. Sure. Stafford hasn't been the best this year. That throw to Marvin Jones, like who makes that throw in the NFL? There's like maybe three, four, five guys in the NFL making that throw. And then he does this shit like on third down, puts his shoulder down, gets the first. That's why I love Matt Stafford. That's why you have to love Matt Stafford no two ways about it and like I've said those people I don't know you just don't watch the games and if you say you don't like him and he's the problem who else is doing that stuff on third and short he knows he's gonna get cracked shoulder down I don't give a two possession game that we're probably not gonna win anyway the season even if we went out well he we're not gonna win out but even if we went out we still may not make the playoffs 
third and short, and Matt Stafford says, fuck it, I'm going to just take one here for the team and pick this up. When he knows damn well his defense hasn't done a thing for him all season, has only done a thing for him maybe one, two seasons in his career. Out of 13 years here, they've helped him out one or two of those years. This season, they haven't helped him out once, and he still is like, fuck it, I'm going to take this hit. Like I'm going to be sore tomorrow. I might get a little banged up, but I care too much. You're telling me there are people that don't like that guy. That is exactly why I fucking love Matt Stafford. That's all. That's exactly why I want to see him go to Dallas, go to Denver, wherever, win a Super Bowl, and let me cheer for your team like they're the Lions. That's it. Like watching that play, I don't know how people can can hate on him. I don't know how you can say he's been the problem. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's the guy you want playing quarterback of your football team in college, pros, high school. I don't care. That's that kind of guy. <sighs> I feel bad for him. Once the uh, – I've said it too. Once the season's over, I'm going to do a full, like – because Stafford really is now. That's going to be one of the main storylines. Obviously, the big one for the Cats going into the offseason, who's going to be the next head coach, uh, who's going to be the GM. Those are the big storylines. But – Huge one, too. What's, is Matt Stafford going to play another game for the Detroit Lions? Like, right now, Kenny Galladay, dude, is may as well be dead. He, well, he hasn't busted his ass to come back to try to help you out, Matt. Like, why would Matt Stafford come back and play another game? Like, why? Why, dude? Like, he probably can if, his, if those ribs aren't broken and shit. Like, Matt Stafford could probably play Sunday if he really wanted to. But why would he? I would If I'm him, I'm a, ah, nah, I don't feel... Ah, man, these ribs hurt. Ah, can't throw a football. Are you kidding me? No, no, sorry, coach. Can't do it this week. That's what I would do. Why would he play another game? Why? Why the fuck would he play another game? I I, I almost, like, want him to not play just to, like, spite every. Just as, like, a fuck you to everybody else on the team. Like, hey, thanks for nothing the whole year. So now you guys go, go wallow away with Chase Daniel. See how it goes. Thanks for literally nothing. Defense. Thanks for nothing all season. Thanks for that. Thanks for letting Mitch Trubisky roast you twice. Thanks for getting embarrassed on Thanksgiving Day. Thanks for all that, guys. Thanks. Here, enjoy Chase Daniel for the last couple. Oh, have fun. Have fun, guys. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be one of the storylines. We're Stafford, but that's for another time. We'll do a coaching podcast, Stafford. Because, but, yeah, there's nothing else. I mean, it's cool. Like, you read stuff. They're – Bevel, oh, this is the most fun the locker room's been in years. Oh, after the uh, after the Bears game last week, these guys were laughing and dancing and playing music in the locker room. Football's fun again. Everyone's saying they're having fun for the first time. Matt Stafford and Daryl Bevel got a great chemistry. They think alike. They really like each other. Oh, man, baby. People love being in Detroit all of a sudden. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like, that stuff's cool. It's great to read. I'm glad those guys are happy. I'd rather have the people that play for my favorite team be happy than not be happy. Um, They still stink. The defense is still fucking atrocious. They can't stop anybody. I mean, what? I don't know what you want. To, I don't know. Like, what the? What do you want? Let me just come on here and say. There's real, you know, the only crazy thing is I can't believe we beat Washington. We beat Washington a couple weeks ago. How the fuck we do that? That defense is lights out, and their offense, they're not great by any means, but, like, they do the job. They do what it takes. We beat the Bears. How did we beat the Bears last week? The Bears smoked the Texans. 
this week? How do we beat the Bears? Like, this team makes no sense. Like, earlier, how do we beat the Cardinals? I don't – I don't know. I mean, that's all I got on the Lions. There's nothing for me to say. If you guys got questions, like you have things about Lions, questions about the Lions, topics, storylines you want me to talk about, please send them in. I'd love to talk about them. I'd love to talk about the Lions. Send in anything you, you think might be entertaining or you want to hear me talk about or questions you have for me, my opinions on players on the team. Send them in, please, because I don't know I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. I mean, next week it's going to be the same thing. We're going to lose to the Titans. I'm going to come in and say, oh, this was good. This wasn't. Season's over. Like, what else? When you look at this week, Taylor Decker's a stud. He's the only guy. He's one guy where I, like, left the game being like, this guy's fucking incredible. And it's been over the season. He's been great. So, shout out to him. Offensively, though, like, Hawk, he was good. He got fed a lot. Another thing, like, good things happen when we give Hawk the ball a ton and then we just don't give him the ball some games. I'll never fucking understand that. Um, Stafford was solid, I guess. Yeah, I mean, could have been better, could have been worse. The defense stinks. I don't know. I'm just ready to restart, man. I'm ready to restart with this team. Like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to restart. I'm ready to get. It looks like it's going to be Saleh, like that. All signs point to him, Sala, Saleh, whatever, however you say it. Like, I'm ready to get him in here, get a new GM. I'm excited to dig into them, dig into their past, see where they've been, the attitudes they bring, watch some interviews. Like, that's what I'm ready for, man. I'm ready to get this thing restarted. Like, I I kind of – I've said it before. Like, I wouldn't mind – let's trade Stafford, see if we can't get a first. Hey, Dallas, like, you guys could use a – Chicago, you could use a quarterback. Like, there are teams out there that could use a quarterback. Let's give them Matt Stafford. All right, now let's fucking cook. Get us a first-rounder for him. Let's see if we can't get Kyle Trask or Zach Wilson in the draft, and let's put a new energy – New fucking culture, brand new everything. Let's start this thing over from the ground up, man. I want, I'm ready to be excited for that. That's where I'm at right now with my Lions fandom. I'm ready to be excited to start over. I'm tired of coming on here after another loss where it's like pointless. And then what? Like they'll win next week against Tennessee and then Arizona lose. And it's like, all right, two games in the season. Lions are only a game back. Watch, that's exactly what's going to fucking happen. Lions are only a game back now, two games left in the season. And then it's like, well, I'll go into the following Sunday against Tampa. Like, all right, if we win and Arizona loses, we're in the wild card spot. Like, am I back in? I'm kind of back in. And then they're going to lose that game. And it's going to be like, well, here we go again. Michael Scott, Netflix special. (laughs) Here Here I go again. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, the season's, I think it's over. I don't know. I'm just tired of watching this team. I'm tired of I'm tired of a lot of these faces. I'm tired of watching a team that fails to make adjustments. I'm tired of our best players not playing. Kenny Galladay. Why does Adrian Peterson get in the game still? Like just if DeAndre Swift's gonna play, give him the damn ball. He's by far and away our best running back. I'm excited to get new people on defense, get the fucking like, we went out and signed all these former Patriots. Get them out of here, dude. They stink. Like, I'm just – I'm so done with the lines, man.